BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today, and yes, it is sadly a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Once again, the Hornets fall in Golden State last night out in the Bay Area, 110 to 105. Valiant effort, though, we will go ahead and talk about it as the Hornets had a lot of catch-up to do to get it within striking distance, even tied the game up late in the fourth quarter despite being down 18 at one point there in the second half. We'll also provide you with our silver linings. And Charlotte finally gets to come back to the Queen City here in a couple of days, playing the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow night here at the Hive. Get your tickets at Hornets.com or through the Hornets app, but we got to talk about how this six-game road trip over the last 11 days went for the Hornets and how it stacks up on what the Hornets have done in recent memory. And helping me out on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast once again is the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. Sam, thank you once again for joining me here on the AJC. The final game of this road trip. No more late nights for us. Well, we'll still probably have some late turn nights, but this won't be burning the midnight oil on like we have been the past couple of days. So appreciate you hopping on the AJC today and talking some Hornets hoops once again. Of course. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I don't think there's any more. I think we got a couple more like 9 p.m. start times in January, but no more 10 o'clock or later starts this season. We've officially close the book on that so happy to be done with that i can get and catch up on some sleep i gotta get my sleep cycle back in order but yes only a couple of nine o'clock games coming up next month when the hornets have to go out to the mountain time zone to take on utah and phoenix but we will worry about that at a later date so let's go ahead and get right into this one hornets got off to a little bit of a slow start not necessarily a slow start i should say it was just that golden state was playing like a typical golden state team clay thompson had 14 points in the first quarter golden state was 13 to 24 from the field, 6 of 11 from beyond the arc, and the Warriors were leading this one 37 to 26 after the first quarter of action. Hornets were bit by the injury bug a little bit in this one. No Kelly Oubre last night. He was a late scratch due to a hand sprain, and this one hopefully 
more than likely is precautionary. He's listed as day-to-day. Apparently, according to head coach Steve Clifford, prior to the game and his pregame availability, talked to the media and said that it's something that's been lingering for Kelly, so decided to give him the day off last night in Golden State. No Nick Richards last night either after he turned his ankle in Los Angeles against the Lakers a couple of days ago as well. Dennis Smith Jr. tried to warm up and just simply could not go last night as well, but he's getting closer and closer. Hopefully we're able to see him as the Hornets get ready for this four-game homestand coming up. At any rate, Charlotte trailed it by 13 going into the locker room at the break. The Warriors were just cold from beyond the arc, but Klay Thompson still had 20 points at halftime. Hornets had to call timeout not even a minute into the third quarter as the Warriors went on a 5-0 spurt in the first 58 seconds, and this one seemed like it was starting to slip away from Charlotte as they were down 70-52 to at that point. LaMelo Ball had his fourth foul 90 seconds into the fourth quarter. Things were just not going right for Charlotte, but the Hornets able to battle back a little bit, won the third quarter, in fact, 26-24, to and trailed it by 11 going into the fourth quarter as Terry Rozier was able to come alive there and have 19 points through the first three quarters of play, and then things got a little closer as the Warriors had to call timeout with a little bit under nine minutes to go to stop a 12-2 Charlotte run. Hornets got the game tied twice at 98 and then another time at 101, and then the Hornets just went cold. Missed their next six consecutive field goal attempts. They trailed at 105-101 to with about a minute 22 left to go in the game, and then it just slipped away as Golden State was able to close out the last couple of possessions and the Hornets fall 110 to 105 in the Bay Area now fall to 9 and 26 on the season and go 2 and 4 on this Western Conference road swing which we will talk about a little bit more at length here later on on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast but Sam Hurley the thing that stood with me for the majority of that game or at least in the first half was that the Hornets could not make a shot it seemed like they just couldn't find the hoop if the hoop was a hula hoop and they had a normal size basketball they just couldn't make the shots as they shot 38 percent from the field in the first half golden state shot 42 percent from the field through the first 24 minutes of play but then it was a little bit of reversal there in the second half as charlotte was able to step up the defense the warriors were just two of 26 from beyond the arc after the first quarter of play. They went 6 of 11 from 3 in that first quarter, but outside of that, just 2 of 26. So the Hornets definitely did a good job holding Golden State at bay. I know there was no Steph Curry over there for the Warriors, but they still have a guy like Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole, we saw what he was able to do in the playoffs last year, and he had another big game last night. But all in all, the Hornets were just that close from erasing an 18-point second-half deficit and end up falling by a final score of 110 to 105. Yeah, and I think the first quarter is, is kind of what got them a little bit. And, and obviously they had their chances there at the end with it with it being tied. But to fall back by double digits and to kind of be going uphill against this this Warriors team, which I know is missing a few guys, it just it's hard. It's it's really really hard. You get it to within you know seven, and it goes back to twelve, and so you're just constantly clawing the entire game. And by the time you kind of get to the mountaintop it's hard to kind of finish it and go over the hill for good. So that's what makes these comeback attempts so difficult when you fall back by 18, 20 points is you got to play completely perfect. And then once you erase it, you got to keep your foot on the gas and finish it too. So tough first half. I thought they started to kind of collect themselves defensively in the midway through that third quarter and got it tied at 101. And like you said, yeah, just couldn't get anything to go. They, I think they went scoreless on six possessions in a row from like the 419, 420 mark to – uh, about under a minute left, and at that point, it was 
kind of over. So, you know, a tough one to end on, but I thought the Warriors, I mean, credit to them. They made a lot of good plays there at the end. Kaminga hit a couple big baskets, thought he had a really key steal of PJ in the corner, kind of just ripped the ball away. He had a big defensive rebound, too. So, in Poole as well, had a big bucket with about a minute left. Uh, nice spin move in the lane to, I think, put the Warriors up 6-2. So, credit to Golden State. I mean, they've made plays down the stretch. I mean, Charlotte had a lot of opportunities, even got a lot of offensive rebounds and just couldn't get anything to go on some of these possessions even with multiple attempts too so tough one to finish the road trip on but you know overall you got to be encouraged by some of the stretches you saw there in the second half Hornets just went dark at the wrong time there late in the fourth quarter here's what head coach Steve Clifford said after the game last night about the ending of the contest yeah, I mean, I thought we had, you know, tie score. We had the missed dunk. Next possession, we had the miss. I mean, five, six-footer. And then we had a wide-open three, bang, bang, bang. You know, we didn't make any of those. So, you know, and then Jordan Poole, I thought the big play, you know, had the semi-transition and one, you know, where we didn't get back, didn't get set. So, um, you know, we had our chances. You know, again, you know, we just, you know, we weren't as ready. They were ready to start the game, and we weren't. And that's the difference in the game. Once again, Hornets fall 110 to 105 out in the Bay Area last night. Clay Thompson goes for a game high 29 points. Jordan Poole not too far behind with 24 of his own. On the other side for the Hornets, four out of the five starters reached double figures. That includes Lamella Ball with a team high 21 points. Terry Rozier also had 19 points. Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington each with 14. Jalen McDaniels able to provide 12 points off the bench as well for Charlotte. But at the end of the day here, Sam, when you take a look at this one and you take a look at the box score, Charlotte did a good job holding the Warriors to that three-point threshold. They only shot 21% from beyond the arc. Eight three-pointers, that is a season low for three-pointers made for the Warriors, and that's a team that was in the top five in the association in three-point percentage coming into this one. So the Hornets were able to hold their own for the most part and, again, just weren't really able to carry things over the finish line there. Offense goes cold at the wrong time. And I said this to Sam Farber after the game, and I understand you're talking in hypotheticals and that sort of thing, but I feel like if the Hornets have Kelly Oubre for this one, who, again, was a late scratch, they have a better chance in this one, just having that scoring ability coming off the bench. I mean, the Hornets did score 30 bench points, and they weren't too far behind Golden State as the Warriors had 37 bench points. But again, Kelly Oubre, I thought, could have made a huge difference in this one, and I know you can go into the wormhole of saying, oh, well, if... The Warriors had Steph Curry, it would be a different game. Well, certainly, but the Hornets are also still missing guys like Dennis Smith Jr. and Nick Richards as well. I just kind of zeroed in on Kelly Oubre since he was that late scratch. But at the end of the day, not much you could do about this one overall because, again, at the same time, we kind of lost this one in a shuffle too a little bit here, Sam, is the fact that the Hornets were on the second night of a back-to-back and the Warriors had a day of rest as well. Yeah, and you made a good point there about Kelly. I think, you know, Looking at strictly a vacuum, obviously there was other guys on the Warriors, you know, big guys that were not available in Steph and Andrew and Andrew Wiggins. But it really felt like, you know, when the Hornets went through some of those cold stretches offensively there in the second quarter, you know, that kind of felt like a moment that we've seen Kelly Oubre just kind of manufactures a basket out of nothing, whether it's a corner three, whether it's a catch and shoot, whether it's one of the, you know, the little, you know, floaters he has in the lane or a put back dunk or something. I mean, he's been really, really good this season. I don't know if there's a way to exactly kind of like quantify it, but 
kind of getting buckets just to kind of stop the bleeding or stop runs by the other team. And it felt like they could have used a couple of those Kelly Oubre buckets there in that second quarter, uh, or I guess really at any point in that first half when the Warriors were kind of going on runs and hitting threes and Clay was hitting the, you know, off the screen triples in the, in the first quarter that it just felt like a good moment. We need kind of a Kelly Oubre here to make some shots and just kind of slow things down just a little bit. Cause he's really, really good at that. And you've seen it all season, but in the big picture, I think, you know, there's been other times, I mean, they obviously had their chances there at the end. I don't think not having Kelly was the sole reason they lost, but uh, you could definitely miss, you could definitely feel not having him there in that first half for sure. Hornets fall last night 110 to 105 out in the Bay Area, wrapping up a six game road trip, and we'll finally return home to the Hive tomorrow night to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Got a lot to talk about in this one still. We have our silver linings portion of the podcast coming up next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Charlotte Falls last night. It is a Silver Linings edition, unfortunately. 110 to 105, the final score out in the Bay Area against the Golden State Warriors as Golden State improves to 17 and 18 on a regular season, and Charlotte now falls to 9 and 26. Time now for our Silver Linings portion of the podcast. Plenty to pick from in this one. And Sam Purley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, you are the guest today, so I will let you go first. Who is your silver lining performance from last night's game? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jalen McDaniels. 12 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists off the bench in about 26 minutes. Was 3 of 6 from 3-point range. That is his first game with at least 3 3-pointers since December 14th against Detroit. And actually, on the second time this month, he's had 3 or more 3s in a game, too. So, uh, was a team best in the plus-minus. I think he was plus 4. Uh, I just really liked his energy. It feels like he was getting a lot of rebounds. He was pushing the pace in transition. I think he had a big role there at the end of the fourth quarter, start of the fourth quarter, end of the third. We were playing with JT Thor, Mark Williams, and kind of leading that bench unit that kind of got this game turning in the right direction for Charlotte. So I just like what I saw from Jalen last night. He just looked 
you know, it looked like the team played well when he was on the floor, and that's why he's my silver lining. Solid pick. I can't fault it at all. He was kind of that six-man role last night with those 26 minutes out there. Three for six on the field, efficient. Seven rebounds, maybe a little bit under the radar as well as Jalen was able to collect those 12 points in the loss and was the majority point-getter for the Hornets coming off the bench with those 12. For me, I have to go with a guy like Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier on the right side, uses the Plumlee screen, mid-range jumper is good. Terry Rozier now at 17 points. Don't look now. Hornets have cut it to eight. Terry finishes with 19 last night. The scoring output, not the greatest in terms of just efficiency. 7 of 18 from the field, 1 for 6 beyond the arc. He did hit all four of his free throw attempts. Three rebounds, four assists as well. Did have a steal in there. Turned the ball over four times, not great. But at the end of the day, he finishes as a plus 3 and a plus minus. With those 19 points, he was in fact a plus 5 in the second half alone. And I think the thing that I've kind of, I don't want to say harp on Terry, in previous podcasts, but the one thing I've been a little bit critical of is the fact that he wasn't a consistent scorer. He has these big outbursts where he maybe goes for 10 or 13 points in a quarter, but at that point it might be a little bit too late if it's coming in the fourth frame or in the second half when the game is a little bit out of reach. That was not the case last night. Terry Rozier had a seven-point first quarter. He finished the first half with 11 points, and then he was a leading scorer through three quarters with 19. So, again, did go a little bit cold there in the fourth quarter, but that was, I think, maybe a byproduct of some other guys having some really big quarters like LaMelo Ball in there as well. Well, P.J. Washington hit a couple of threes. There were some more sets run for him also. So, again, I think the consistency through quarters one through three from Terry are great. Obviously, you would like to see maybe a couple more points there in the fourth quarter. But at the end of the day, I really like the consistency that Terry Rozier had in last night's game. Yeah, and it was good to see him kind of bounce back a little bit from that tough game in Portland where he just, I think he got a lot of good shots against the Blazers and just couldn't get anything to fall to. So uh, I think it was also a little bit of adjustment the Hornets, unfortunately, just have not. It just doesn't seem like they've been able to get three, four, five games with what they want their normal opening night rotation to be. I mean, you get one guy goes in and one guy goes out, and it feels like obviously they have all their starters right now. That uh, or the projected starting lineup is what they want it to be, but things are kind of different off the bench. You know, it's no longer Kelly, not the first guy off the bench last night. It's Jalen McDaniels too. So. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's kind of about, I think for the Hornets, it's just about finding continuity, finding chemistry. Again, it, it's challenging too, because the playing groups with Kelly kind of being such a late scratch before the game, you don't really get to go through, uh, well, they didn't do shoot around today, but not having shoot around at all to kind of prep for it, it, it makes things a little bit difficult and playing groups are a little bit not what you're used to, too. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was good to see Terry kind of bounce back. I, I think you're starting to see shades of, what we've grown accustomed to seeing from Terry Rozier when he's playing alongside LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward um, and Kelly Oubre, too. So a lot of good from him this road trip. It was good to kind of finish with this one, even if the efficiency wasn't exactly where I'm sure he wanted it to be. Once again, Hornets fall 110 to 105 out in Golden State last night. Hornets wrap up the road trip going 2 of 4, but maybe, maybe, just maybe that record in those six games isn't as indicative as it might be moving forward. Of course, three and three would have been great, but again, at the end of the day, it's a two and four road trip out West. We're going to talk about the significance of this road trip and what it means moving forward for the Hornets next here on Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. BP added more than $70 billion to the U S economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Rob Longo and Sam Perley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, putting a button on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you as always by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, or the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Hornets. Sam, I've talked about it already. Two and four is the record here for the Hornets in this road trip. We're going to go ahead and talk about what this means for Charlotte moving forward. But before we get into what we think about this road trip, let's hear from the head coach of the Hornets, Steve Clifford, about what he said about this road trip that the Hornets have just wrapped up? I thought three and three would have been great. We still got two more good players to get back, but um, get our guys back, so we're a lot better team. It's going to take us a little bit to get more organized. We're playing every other day, so there's not a lot of practice time, but um, I think you can see the, the beginnings of what can be a good team. Definitely agree with Coach there. It's hard to really replicate what you're able to do in practice in a game when you have so much downtime. And unfortunately, the Hornets simply have just not had that, especially with all of the injuries as well. So this team hasn't really been whole since the beginning of the season in training camp, with that said. So obviously, it's great that those guys practice together then, but at the same time, well, training camp was almost four months ago, so things have changed a lot between now and then. But at the end of the day, Sam, your initial thoughts on this road trip before we really get into the meat and potatoes of what this means? Yeah, I think it, you know the road trip was good. It, you know, you look back and when it started eleven days ago or ten days ago, you know they were on that eight-game losing streak. They had just had a couple tough losses at home to Detroit and Atlanta, so. I think with kind of where they were when they started it to where they are now, I think, you know, when you had a chance to probably be three and three, um, it's tough because you, you feel like you left, as Eric Collins would say, a little meat on the bone, but picked up a real good win in Sacramento, great win in the, against the Lakers. I think you really only had one game on this road trip where you could kind of say end-to-end they really weren't competitive, and that was that Clippers game last Wednesday night. But you're right there against Denver there at the end. You're right there against Portland in the end. Um, and then right here last night against the Warriors are right there in the end too. So the couple bad stretches here and there that kind of put you in position to, you know, not be able to follow through or just kind of not coming up where you wanted to in the end. So, uh, overall good, but I think it, it definitely makes you hungry for more because you did feel like there was potential to be, to get another win or maybe even two on this road trip. 
to put it into a little bit of context, and I had a little bit of extra time here after the game ended last night to do this research, here's what the Hornets have done in years previous on Western Conference road swings. If you go back to last season, the Hornets went 1-5 on a Western Conference road trip. The lone win came at the end of a trip in Memphis. The team finished the season 43-39. and Prior to that, the 2020-2021 season, keep in mind, a little bit of an abnormal year due to health and safety protocols. The team went 3-3 three and three on a trip that included games in Utah, Phoenix, Golden State, Sacramento, Portland, and Minnesota. Then they had to go back out west again on a trip to Denver, and they played both LA teams, San Antonio and Houston. The team finished 33-39. and 39. You go all the way back to 2019-2020. They had an early season trip where they went and played both LA teams. Sacramento and Golden State went 2-2 two and two on that road trip. Then, later in the season, the team went 0-4 on a road trip that included games in Phoenix, Utah, Portland, and Denver. The team went 23-42, and 42, of course. That was the COVID-shortened season. Then I took it one step further and looked at the 2018-2019 season just for sample size, just for funsies. They went 2-4 and four in a trip to Denver, Phoenix, the LA Clippers, Portland, Sacramento, and San Antonio. The team then had to go back out at the end of the season and do another West Coast swing. They went 1-3 on that trip to play the Lakers, Golden State, Utah, and New Orleans. The team finished 39-43 and 43 in that season. So all that saying there, Sam, it's not really indicative what this team does on the West Coast and how it matches up to their record because over the course of several seasons, it is just very, very difficult to go out on the West Coast and play a lot of these elite teams back to back to back to back and being away from your family, being away from home, having to go from city to city every night. It is a chore to do. So again, three and three would have been great, but you can't really be disappointed at two and four. And you brought up a great point because the Hornets lost seven in a row going into this road trip. The eighth loss was that game in Denver where Nikola Jokic puts up numbers that we haven't seen since Wilt Chamberlain in the 60s. So it took a Herculean effort from the Joker and the two-time MVP award winner to really beat the Hornets in that one. So at the end of the day, 2-4 and four is a lot better than seeing 0-7 out there in your last seven games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you, you have a road trip that's a five or six game or something really, really long, and this isn't just the Hornets, it's, it's any team. You kind of look at way it's set up, who you're playing. Uh, another thing I don't think we've mentioned is there was two back-to-backs to, you know, it's such a weird trip where you start with a back-to-back and then you spend five days in Los Angeles and you kind of end with a back-to-back. So, you know, there's a lot of circumstances in play. It's hard to win a back-to-back when the second game is on the road and to do it twice. I mean, it's just, it's challenging, you, you know, and some of this too is like you catch teams when they've got all their guys. I mean, you know, they, they catch the Clippers, you know, you're going to have some, some breaks in the sense that they played the Clippers when the Clippers literally didn't have a single guy on the injury report for the first time this season. I mean, that's just something that happens. And, and next time the Hornets might catch a team where they have everybody hurt. So, you know, sometimes it's just kind of the way the, the ball bounces for you. And again, overall, I was really encouraged by some of the, the performances. I thought we saw a lot of good stuff. I thought it was good to kind of get some continuity, to get LaMelo going after he hasn't played a whole lot this season, to get Gordon going, to get Terry Gordon. I mean, every I feel like everybody had a couple stretches or a few games that they were really, really uh, productive. They could hang their hat on to build on, can kind of come home. You've got a little bit of momentum in the sense that you played well on this road trip, even if the results weren't necessarily maybe indicative of, you know, I think ideally – three and three would have would have been what everyone was kind of hoping for or better to go at least 500 just again you kind of consider the circumstances and how challenging these trips can be too so um, I think it's good stuff I mean you've got a four game homestand coming up 
get the chemistry going, get the continuity going. Hopefully this can kind of start spurring something and you can go into January because they're going after this homestand. It's another long road trip, I think, four games uh, in the Eastern Conference too. So it'll be a tough month, but I like what I'm seeing. And it's just, again, just keep building, keep making progress. And hopefully everyone can stay healthy because that's going to be a big key for sure. So we've given you the overall body of work. We've given you the specifics. I need a letter grade now. What would you rate this road trip from the Hornets on this Western Conference swing? I'll say B minus. It says B minus. I think there was room for improvement. I like that they were in five of the six games, considering that you know two of them were all back to backs. Got a couple good wins in Sacramento and against the Lakers. You won some close games too. Those games kind of came down to the wire. Uh, some good play. I, I Another thing we've kind of glossed over, they're really encouraged by how Mark Williams has looked the last two games. That's a guy that uh, we haven't gotten a chance to see all season because Mason and Nick have not been hurt. Nick, unfortunately, sprained his ankle the other day, opened the door for Mark to kind of get some more minutes, and I thought he looked really, really good too. So uh, that's comforting to know that Nick can, if however long Nick's sideline, Mark can kind of fill in and then you know carry the torch for him. But, yeah, I'll go B-. minus. I think there was a little bit. I think they left a little bit out there, but overall I'm satisfied with how they played. Again, kind of giving the, given the circumstances and the way everything's kind of transpired leading into it and how they were playing for the first half of December too. So B- minus is my letter grade. I was personally going to go with a B- minus as well, and I, first off, don't really want to copy you a whole lot with that letter grade, but at the same time too, I'm going to give the Hornets a B. I'm going to have them on that line between B- minus and B, and they – went up to the professor at the end of the semester and they said, please, I'm really, really close to a B. would help my GPA. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a solid B after this West Coast performance. If they go 3-3, three and three, might be looking at an A-, minus, maybe a B+, plus, depending on my mood for the day. But at the end of the day, I think this is a solid B, especially all things considered. I already talked about it. You go into this road trip with a seven-game losing streak. You lose that eighth one, and now you're thinking, oh my goodness, where is this going to go from here? But they were, against all odds, able to come back. They were able to score a couple wins out there on the West Coast win in Sacramento on the second night of a back-to-back. Take their loss against the Clippers, have a day to regroup out in L.A. Maybe they went out to the beach or something like that, got the mind right, and they were able to at least win one against the Lakers out there at Crypto.com Arena. And again, just this one against the Warriors, it, it sucks because you look at it and you're so close and you had the game tied twice going down the stretch, but again, at the end of the day, second night of a back-to-back, you're going against the defending NBA champs who have a night and day record when it comes to home performance and road performance and you caught them at home and the crowd was able to at least propel them a little bit moving forward and just wasn't your night. The ball didn't bounce your way. So I have to go with a solid B on this road trip. So maybe you don't want me to be your professor moving forward because maybe I'm a little bit too nice. Maybe you do want me to be your professor, but either way, probably not teaching any college classes anytime soon. So wanted to get that out of the way as the Hornets go 2-4 and four on this Western Conference swing. They are in action tomorrow against the Oklahoma City at the Oklahoma City Thunder at home. First, game at home in quite some time for the Hornets so come out, check out Star Wars theme night, tickets available at Hornets.com or through the Hornets app. I know Sam Perley will be there tomorrow writing and recapping all the action as the Hornets get set to face the Thunder and Sam thank you so much for joining me once again here on the HHC today. Of course thank you for having me and yes I will be there tomorrow night, can't wait, excited to see these guys at home for whatever it is the next 7-10 to 10 days too so it should be a lot of fun, hope we can get some more wins For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long, thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and we'll see you tomorrow once again on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.